Good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkie Saturday Night WrestleManiacs. All right, man, hold on, hold on. You putting a love voice on? <laughs> that wasn't even a love voice, man. That's the, that's the voicemail voice. You no. trying to make love on a daggone uh, beginning of the podcast? What the heck are you doing? I'm 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 hoping that Naya hears and she knows. I love you. Baby. Oh God! Well, go ahead and finish with your love voice. Bring us in, man. Well, you, you got the people's choice right there, Don Rodriguez, and a non-love voice. Of course, you got me, the big guy, KG, uh, the Nubian Sumo James, still on special assignment, and Extra special. He 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 sent the message to let it be known from last week's show. His contract is solid. But he will be back, just not this week. So uh, I'm going to have to go over this contract. Can we put him on extra special assignment? Like he'll be assigned like six weeks from now? Wow, that, that that's pretty deep. That's extra special. You could pay him extra since it's special. <laughs> extra special. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> Maybe he went underground like Raw did. Oh Lord Jesus! <laughs> well, that's that's a great segue. I'll say that. Hey, that's what I do. They they pay me the little bucks to make sure I transition well. Maybe uh, we can have Shane McMahon show up. I'm 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 good on that. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm good on that. As you can see, you don't want any Shane on Mac. No, nah, I'm good. Showing up on the show. Well, we really have to pay him. I don't think we have enough in our budget for that. You think he worked pro bono? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, you can't even give us a hookup. Maybe just like a high five on the show. I see how it is, Shane. But he can go underground. I see how it is. So, since we talking about it now, I guess we got to pay him. Uh, Raw Underground showed up out of nowhere. Nice little quick cut in. Of, I wouldn't really call it MMA. I wouldn't call it wrestling. I wouldn't call it uh, work. I, I don't know what the hell to call it. Because, I mean, they're not fighting for real. But I don't know. I was confused. <laughs> really, I mean... I. I First, you got um, uh, developmental talent just fighting. Then you have the one big dude whose name uh, we'll get around to it um, was just just manhandling everybody. Then we come back and then we've got Dolph Ziggler putting in work. Then we come back later on and the Hurt Business is out there taking over stuff. So Bobby Lashley's beating people up. Then we have Shelton Benjamin allegedly beating people up, but was not convincing at all. But I bet you if his uh, TV mama, Thea Vidal, was there, she probably would have beat about 12 people. And then MVP beating people up and telling Shane that they're taking over. And Shane closing out Raw Underground with, we'll see you next week. So we don't know who's running Raw Underground. We really, I, I don't know. And then on top of all that, we've got EC3 and a couple other people uh, that were former WWE talents and employees saying that Raw Underground was their idea. So I was pumped for Shane. I thought maybe something was going to happen. 
Raw Underground to me seems out of place. It's like a poor man's XFL attempt that's not really good. So I hope that after this week they decide to keep it way underground because it was kind of pointless. There's no championship. I mean, there's no point to it. And then the most important thing is if you have a fight club, you don't talk about fight club. That's the first rule. So, I mean, you tell me your thoughts because I know you were messaging me. Uh, I was so flabbergasted. I couldn't even message back because I was like, what the hell is this? So, tell me how excited or disgusted you were. I, I was just as confused, just as confused as you were, because I, I actually sat there and I watched it, and when I saw Bobby Lashley, I said, "You know what? This might be a good vehicle for Bobby Lashley." Because what I what did I what I wanted to see? Let, let, let's let, let's put it into perspective. I don't want to jump all over the place. When Bobby Lashley started taking the shirt off and everything. I was like, Brock needs to come out. This is this is a good vehicle for for Bobby and Brock. And I'll finally get what I've been looking for for the last mm, 13 years, 12. And I'll finally get it. But no. I mean, you got a bunch of shoot fighting, which is cool, but I wasn't impressed. Like, that should have been Bobby Lashley running through those dudes like x lap <laughs> to be quiet. Well, Booker T sent out a funny tweet saying that the first person he thought of was CM Punk, to which CM Punk replied, yeah, that's a good way to make sure I get my first victory in MMA. So does that mean that we will see CM Punk in Raw Underground? Probably they shut that mess down real quick if Punk showed up. Like, oh, yeah, we're done. We just finished. We decided to make a change. We're going to go in different directions. We'll see you uh, down the road. We wish you the best on your future endeavors. So next week, we're supposed to see it again. Will we see any women maybe shooting? I mean, that would be great for Shayna Baszler. Yes. That would be good for uh, who else would be good in that? Uh, uh, Natalia. Uh, uh, what's her name? I can see her, but I can't think of uh, uh, Sonya Deville. That's the one, like right. That'd be great for her. Lacey Evans. Mm, that would be all the people, the women I could think of that would have some type of Mm-mm. MMA or, or or train background of some fight kind. That would Mm-mm. be interesting. What you got? You think about somebody else who Naya? No, because you putting Lacey Evans in it. It's already unfair on the men's side putting Bobby Lashley in there because by and I've said this for years. Bobby Lashley's military trained. He's yeah. military to ground fight. So it's Shayna un- Baszler's mixed martial arts certified. Exactly. Just, that I mean, those two together or going against each other, that'd be destroyed. A- exactly. And then you got Lacey Evans, military trained. I'm not I'm putting my money on Lacey Evans, Shayna Baszler, Sonya Deville. And 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 Bobby Lash. I and if Brock decides to show up, I, I said it once, I'll say it again. If they actually had a MMA fight, real MMA fight, Bobby Lash would beat the holy shit out of Brock Lesnar. I said it here tonight. 
August 8th at 9.13 p.m. on the East Coast that Brock would get his ass beat in a real MMA fight by Bobby Lashley. And if anybody has known me for the last 15 years, you know, when they both went to MMA, I said the same exact thing, so I ain't changing nothing. Well, I doubt that we'll see those two together, and that may have to be a big check they would cut for Brock Lesnar for him to just show up and play fight, <laughs> for <laughs> lack of a better term. Because, I mean, you saw some skill from uh, Dolph Ziggler. And, you know, you, you can't cut him short by any means, you know, since he hails from Minnesota as well and uh, already established wrestling champion there. And you saw some of his uh, hip attack moves and, and isolation and control. But then, I'm like, all right, that's some good wrestling. And the next thing you know, when he's throwing his elbows, like, oh, never mind, back to the script part. So we're not even hitting the dude. So what's the point? I don't understand. What are we supposed to gain from it the cutting um, thing is cool but what are we supposed to gain from it I, I mean, I, I'm asking you I mean maybe you uh, maybe you've got a clue no only thing that, that could be gained from it is Faye Jackson is one of the dancers because even the dance was terrible I, I'm going to need y'all to get better dance well, as soon as I saw that, I know Jeff Jarrett's like, really? Are we going back to the asylum? Are we just uh, ripping off TNA at this point? Nothing else hey, better to do? Apparently, they're ripping off everybody. No. I guess. But speculation is going to be speculation until we figure out exactly what the purpose is of Raw Underground. Because from the reports is that it was something that's been talked about. It's a a name that's been around in the WWE for quite some time, but that was just nothing. And they decided, well, what do we do with Shane? Let's bring him back for this. And then that's it. So, I mean, you know, I like seeing Shane O'Mac. So that, that part is fun, but the rest of it is pointless. This is pointless. So we go from raw underground to my next question as to you is if this is pointless or it's going to be actually worth watching. Potentially at SummerSlam, Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee wrestling. <laughs> because we saw <laughs> the punt heard around the world that didn't include Randy Orton in the picture. And, I mean, it was a good-sized punt, too. I mean, it was... Almost a legend killer punt with L elevation as Adam Cole was on top of the announce table. And then he just came and gave a nice little kick. But do you think that he's been training? Because he just kind of showed up and became part of NXT. You know, we saw him host some takeovers. It really started uh, WrestleMania two years ago where he was uh, a special announcer for the pre-show. And he actually got some heat back then because he was wearing uh, a tuxedo top and shorts so uh yeah the the brass and the wwe wasn't too happy with that so they had to go to bat for him said hey that's just his style that's how he operates but i mean he did a good job on camera and now he's got his radio show which him and adam cole came to some interesting uh mixing of words as he was 
to me, it seemed like a work. And I'll let you tell me what you thought about it as well. But it seemed like it was all part of something leading to just to get a little bit more buzz to make some attention start to come to the NXT brand since they are getting destroyed by AEW on Wednesdays in the ratings. And the demo, as the demo god has said multiple times, that being Chris Jericho. So you have this interesting little thing with a, a public figure, I guess for lack of a better term, former athlete, getting it in immense of words with a wrestler, something we've kind of seen multiple times in the past. Most notably was um, with Jerry the King Lawler and, uh, oh gosh, the man in the moon. Uh, why can't I, I get his name? The comedian. Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Sorry, yeah. His picture, I wanted to say Jim Carrey. <laughs> I had to, that's why I couldn't say anything like oh my god if I say Jim Carrey uh, the letters will flood in like what the hell are you talking about but yeah so that's the most notable one and we've seen other ones with uh, like the late great uh, Regis Philbin and the Macho Man and uh, hell even Arsenio Hall had some interactions <laughs> with a couple superstars uh, on this show nothing bad but just you know that was some, some words and, and stuff like that just keeping a kayfabe but Adam Cole and Pat McAfee is pretty much the newest thing. Um, so is it worth it? Do you think it's going to pay off? Do you think this is going to be a SummerSlam event? Because Adam Cole is Adam Cole. He's been putting in work for years. And, you know, Pat is a professional athlete, former professional athlete, I guess. Um I don't know. I mean, he may have some wrestling training, but yeah. Can he uh, prevent himself from getting caught in a Canadian destroyer? Probably not, but I don't know. Could be entertaining match as well. Hell, I mean, you know, uh, was uh, WCW is, was known for having some former athletes show up and give some stiff work. Carl Malone. <laughs> Dennis Rodman. Ah. <laughs> um, uh... I'm not even going to say it's going to be freaking entertaining because, you know, the whole thing of him being punched by a punter. Oh, my God. Let's just say when I saw it, I said, why? I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, uh, Pat's a, a tough dude. Real tough. But wrestler tough. Oh Lord, I'm not buying it. So I don't, I don't know if this is going to be worth uh, SummerSlam. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. So, what if they had, a, I guess, for lack of a better term, a tune-up match for McAfee on NXT? So he's wrestling Cameron Grimes, or well, I guess actually he's a heel, so it would have to be a face. So, uh. Rockstar Spud. You know, somebody that's a a face. Maybe Ali. And he actually cheats and gets the win. Actually, no, he... he, But see, he'd be stealing Randy Orton's gimmick with the punt. Yeah. But if he beat Mustafa Ali, I'm going to be seriously pissed. I mean, with the punt, though. So it would be a, a disqualification. Ali would win. And then, but then that would make 
Adam Cole the face. I don't know. That's two quick things and two days in a row that makes no sense. <laughs> Yet. But Wrong. the one that would make more sense is this Adam Cole and Pat McAfee match more than Raw Underground because that's just a conundrum that nobody can figure out. But I don't even know if Vince knows what the hell's going on on this one. Speaking of Vince, did you hear what uh, Moxley said? No. Well, right, what you... said in the interview that uh, reading a, a 72-page script from a 74-year-old man and acting like you understand what's going on was probably one of the hardest things he had to do in his career. And I, I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty much what he had, to, what he said. When well, I all signed, he needed to know is his part. <laughs> apparently, everything that he had for his character, they didn't have, uh, it wasn't really worked out to the point where it was feasible. I mean, Dean Ambrose was a good character, especially when he went solo and they kind of gave him a loose cannon gimmick. He played that to the hilt. And that, was I, Moxley. that was his Moxley character. Right. Just and toned I, down. But but I got more of a, a, a genuine a, feel. Yeah, and, and I felt more like, okay, yeah, that's a throwback to Brian Pillman. That's that. That's what it made me feel like. It made me feel at home. Dean Ambrose, the Shield. I never really could grasp it and get it. It was like he was the the runt of the litter because he didn't get off the the the, the shine. So but do you Dean think? Ambrose, do you think not to cut you off that if they would have put Eric Young in that position? then Eric Young would have gotten a bigger shine and had a bigger rub because Eric Young as Dean Ambrose has a, a vibe or Moxley has a vibe, but Eric Young is like, he's got that disturbed. This guy is a little mental type of thing. So do you think <laughs> Eric Young would have been better as the, the third shield member? Nah, nah. Lead really? shield where lead, but I think they all should have been on equal footing because you built, you built two superstars, and it should have been three superstars you built out of that faction. Because, I mean, you kind of, everybody was tired of Roman Reigns, and then he announced that his leukemia had came back, and everybody was Roman Reigns' fan. But they kind of forced Roman Reigns down your throat for that. And then once he went out with leukemia, you missed uh, Seth Rollins has turned himself into the baby-making Monday Night Messiah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Dean Ambrose, he had a IC one. That was about it. You know, what did they say about, about the shoe? Roman Reigns pulls out of wrestling. Dean Ambrose pulls out a contract, but Seth Rollins can't pull out of anything, apparently. <laughs> That's true. And I was pre-quarantine. He can't even blame it on COVID. And <laughs> Not at all. Sarah Logan, though? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. all the COVID. And I, the thing is, I'm so happy about her pregnancy. Like, I'm just like, I don't no, know no. why. If, if she wasn't pregnant, do you think she would have come back? Since they're, they're doing Liv Morgan and uh, Ruby Riot. So, 
the Sarah Logan would have came back because that I think Sarah Logan's pretty much done now. I don't think she's going to come back and have the interest to wrestle at I this moment. To. Now, I Becky, yeah, because when you're at that level, yeah, even uh, Nikki and Brie Bella both came back for a we- moment. You got to have like with the with the last rocket on the take. You got to have some finality to it. You can't go out with, even though it's a good thing, but I'm a mom, I'm leaving. And that's where the man persona is done. Mm-hmm. So, we, we put out the blueprint so it's easy to come back as long as you don't have any complications. You know, sideline junkies, WrestleManiac. Freezing yep. breast milk, ain't no pumping and dumping. Yep. And we've all, and it's two parents. So her and Seth are on the road together. So that's one one does the match, one watches the kid. There you go. Exactly. And then of course, you know, you got Natty back there. Natty. I think Natty is like one of the most nurturing superstars. hmm She the kind you wouldn't mind leaving your kids with. Because just the, her her demeaning who she is, how sweet she is. That's just I me. Think- I think you can leave them all, your kids with Stephanie. Uh, you know what? I wouldn't doubt that. Because she's more into that mom vibe now than anything else. And that burns your biscuits, doesn't it? No, man. That saves my biscuits from getting beat down by Triple H. Hey, look, I got you back. If, if you want it, I Way got back. you back. Way back. No, yeah. you, you know me. Uh, I'm like, man, I was there. I was there, but then when I walked by, and I don't know what happened. Where'd you go? Like, well, he, he kind of threw me in the trash. Like, oh, okay. I would have never guessed you was there, man. I had your back, though. Mm-hmm. I'm like Fit Finlay. My name is Finlay, and I love to fight. That's one thing yeah. I can always <clears throat> So, first half of the show, we've pretty much come to a conclusion that we have no understanding of what Raw Underground is supposed to be, will be, or why it is. It's almost like go-go. So here we go. <laughs> well, nobody understands go-go either. So that's the first thing. Second thing is that Adam Cole and Pat McAfee will probably make more sense than Raw Underground, unless for KG's terms, Brock Lesnar fights. Bobby Lashley in a scripted MMA no. fight. No, no. If it's scripted <laughs> in that, you have to let the full bull. But what do you think it is? It's the whole thing scripted. Anybody get knocked out? No, no, no. They didn't have you any got- medical people on staff, so you already knew it was going to be scripted. You, you got to let them, you got to dress the medical people up as talent. So when somebody gets knocked out, they get carried out by medical personnel that looks like it's talent carrying them out. Nah, forget all that. You you got only way you're gonna have value is if you let that thing go full bull. You let them beat the holy shit out of each other. Then they should use the cage that they used in the last takeover. That that octagon S cage that we saw that uh Riddle was in with uh Thatcher. So they've already got the apparatus. So, I don't know. We'll see. There's opportunity. 
crazier things have happened. Crazier <laughs> things could happen. But either way, the, the only thing that you know for sure is we're going to take this break. We're going to come right back and hopefully make sense of everything else we're about to talk about. Well, first you got to throw it over to the push. You know, Delonte and the push. He's not, ma- he's not going to make any sense either. You know, <laughs> we're all confused. If he talks about Raw Underground and he makes sense, then darn it, we're going to increase his contract to get rid of James. <laughs> well, you, you do know that Delonte pulls sometimes triple duty during the week, so. You know, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm giving props for props to do. So you're saying he he, he's, he earns more money than James? Good job. <laughs> you just tell him good job. Good group. Oh. <laughs> All right, so we'll be back. Welcome, welcome to yet another installment of The Push. It's Delonte representing the Sideline Junkies. And uh, this week... Um, we're going to talk about, uh, well, first and foremost, um, as, you know, most of y'all know, SummerSlam is coming up. Uh, you know, it's pretty much like the climax to, you know, the fall events, um, Survivor Series, and then um, a couple of other uh, <clears throat> pay-per-views. Uh, well, I don't know if they call them pay-per-views nowadays, but... Um, you know, that that marquee events, but Survivor Series being the uh marquee event for the fall season. But um I'm gonna talk about a match and, and then we'll also talk about an element that's gonna be very interesting to see how it plays out. And that's the uh Fiend versus Braun Strowman championship match. Now as we know, um they had a the the Swamp match, uh, which was good, you know, another another cinematic match, but uh, there's an element in there that's that's really starting to kind of, you know, kind of pique a lot of people's interest, and that's uh, Sister Abigail, um, that obviously would be played by Alexa Bliss. Now, um, you know, the past couple of SmackDown episodes. Uh, we've seen her interact with The Fiend. Um, the first uh, interaction uh, didn't go so well for Alexa Bliss as Nikki Cross um, lost to Bailey again. You know, hey, creative, stop, stop with that. Stop with the Bailey versus Nikki Cross match. Like, that's, it's, it was entertaining, but it's not anymore. And, you know, let's just let's do something different. Matter of fact, give Bailey. Uh, an opponent from NXT or Raw, uh, <clears throat> Shayna Baszler. But anyway, um, back to uh, the business at hand. Um, you know, Nikki Cross, she didn't want any sympathy from Alexa, you know, pushed her away, and then it's the Fiend appeared and gave her the mandible claw. Um, shout out to Mick Foley. So, um, you know, we've we seen them once again appear on this past uh, episode of SmackDown. But this time, Braun Strowman, he appeared. He did, you know, he phoned in a, a, a promo. Um, so I'm guessing he's going to be turning heel soon or he's going to be introducing some sort of new <clears throat> um, part of his, his character uh, to the world. Um, as we all seen with The Fiend, um, he brings out the evil in his opponent, Seth Rollins, The Miz, 
Uh, I guess it didn't happen with Daniel Bryan. Um, he just ripped all, literally ripped all his hair out. But I want to see what happens with this Alexa Bliss element now. I wasn't, I was a little perplexed uh, this past Friday because, you know, she kind of just sat there. Um, he's about to give her a manable call again, but she kind of like calmed him down. So, you know, I'm trying to see what happens. And of course, Braun, you know, of everything he spoke, one of the things that stuck out was he said he didn't care about Alexa. Um, so... You know, and then at one point, you know, I guess he, he had lust for her. So, you know, it's kind of interesting to see how creative, you know, let this story play out. Um, you know, hopefully there's some sort of direction soon because we don't want um, the Alexa element to, you know, be lost in translation um, or you know, even worse to, you know, to, you know, it to like not make sense because as we all have seen over the years, um, creative have ruined potentially good inclusions to, um, storylines and have made them absolutely useless. So hopefully they do right with this. Of course, Alexa Bliss, she's, um, she was like one of the top, wrestlers, uh, female wrestlers, um, you know, for the women's division, but I guess as of late, you know, they been kind of like grooming her, you know, she'd been, she kind of stepped back a bit. Um, so I guess they kind of getting ready to repackage her into sister Abigail, which will be good. Um, cause then, you know, if she would to start feuding with another female wrestler, obviously it would be Nikki Cross. Um, so that'd be interesting. So again, creative, whatever y'all do, um, don't mess up the Alexa Bliss, um, inclusion. If she's going to be a sister Abigail, so be it. If Nikki Cross is going to end up being sister Abigail, which I can kind of see because she's a little loony. Um, don't mess that up even just, you know, whatever you do, don't mess it up. Um, you know, we we just I just want to make sure we have something good because you know at some point the the fans will return and you know their their reaction is is going to be everything. So let's uh you know kind of make sure we do this story some justice. This is Delonte representing the sideline junkies. Shout out to the brothers, the Don, KG, and Black Sumo. Everybody continue to be safe. Be hanging out with mask. Uh, practice social distancing. Don't be at no parties where there's like 40 people, anything like that. Uh, protect yourself, protect your families. Peace. Welcome back aboard the mothership where we have come to bring you other good times. Saturday Night WrestleManiac in full effect. Second half, kicking off right now. It's dynamite <laughs> in my JJ voice. Damn, James. Damn. <laughs> actually, damn. We actually got a James. Damn, damn, damn. So there you go.
in my mm -hmm. Florida, not Florida, Evans voice. So we had no sense made in the first half of this show. And then in the beginning of the second half of this show, we actually have no sense made over the chair shot heard round the week, almost around the world. And it involves AEW Sammy Guevara given like I guess maybe he was excited that baseball is back and he wanted to try his Roger Clemens throw or something. But he hurled a chair at Matt Hardy that busted him wide open upside the head. But I will say that this is, in my opinion, that Becky Lynch moment. Not that Matt Hardy needs it because he's established, but from a visual standpoint, if we would have taken the color out and he would have got busted open, that that spot with him doing the, the flip onto Matt through the table wouldn't have been as dynamic. It would have been like, oh, my goodness. But it would have been that dynamic. Watching it over and over, and you saw the blood on the, uh, on the mat, mat bleeding and all this other stuff, it just looked good. Like, it, it should have been part of the show. It should have happened. They they stay with it like it should have happened. So, I get it, Sammy. Yeah, he got in a lot of trouble and everything. But for sure, that was probably the best thing that could have happened. And if they take off, just like in the Becky Lynch situation, and run with it and build this, this could be probably the biggest feud that they have going on in AEW over Jericho and Cassidy over Moxley and MJF. That's how I felt about it. Well, maybe if it was if it wasn't in the show and it wasn't intended, uh maybe, just maybe, if he would have served a full suspension for his comment about Sasha Banks. Even though he talked to her, he apologized, things like that. But if maybe if he for he served a full suspension, it wouldn't have never happened. Well, but you gotta think about it. He 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 did some penance and served some time. I mean, if we suspended you for how many times we had to meet to you, then you wouldn't be on the show right now. Time out. <laughs> you meet to me because you want to. You don't I mean to you because you say some stuff that we have to clarify so that way we don't get shut down because you crossed the line. Oh, here we go with that fraggle naggle book. You know what? Mm hmm. You, you, go and say something. Try to clean it up. I, I, ain't got, I, I can't say nothing. Yeah, I know because you're in trouble. You know it. We saved you. Well, correction. I saved you. And sometimes, James, from putting your foot in your own mouth, even with the new socks that you was tweeting about and, and Facebooking about. So oh. I saved you from having cannabis sock breath. <laughs> That's the least I can do. You like my socks, though? Yeah, they were some nice cannabis socks. I appreciate that. Now, if one you roll them up and smoke them, then it would be even better. One of our sponsors, Fashionably Crafty, you can hit my girl Ashley up. And get your socks. And shoot, she got a little bit of something for everybody. So check her out. Good plug right there. Um, yeah. yeah, I expect 10% for the segue. <laughs> but I'm just saying, 
You don't. You me too. Me. It's funny. I get me too. Yes. But when you do it, it's okay. Because you're. I don't do it. And when I did do it, I me too myself. Oh. Oh. See. Oh, James, if you listening to this, as soon as you hear this, please. Let's talk about the time he didn't meet to himself. We had. I to did. I me too myself. And James, if he is listening, you know he old. So by the time he get around to it, it'll be like twenty twenty two. So you can't look for him for the cosign. He too old, man. He too old. Here we go. But I don't even know. We're not saying. talking about. We're not talking about me. We're talking about you. So you de- you're deflecting. That's what. That's what. Serial me tours do. They deflect because they don't want to take ownership of the things they say out their mouth. To make me get all Dr. Phil on you. Yeah, uh, you know what? Cash me outside. Go ahead. Go ahead. Cash me outside. I don't have a problem admitting anything. But because I, because of my love for Naya, Ember Moon, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, uh, Bailey, ba- Josh Banks, uh, Banks, Jordan Grace, the ladies of wrestling. Because of my love for the ladies of wrestling, y- y'all feel like God has to censor me. I don't need to be censored. I didn't say anything wrong when I wanted to have the whole Nikki Cross segment. You guys shut me down and moved on. Yes, we did. Because if Sammy Guevara got suspended, you'd have been right there with him like, so you plan on throwing the chair at Matt Hardy tonight? Yeah, I do. All right, that's cool. Make sure you throw it real hard, dog. That would have been you co-signing that whole thought process right there. Because you'd be on the sidelines. Come come on. I, it wasn't even – it was an appreciation segment of Nikki Crow. Appreciate it in your thoughts. Don't appreciate it when it comes out through your mouth. <sighs> Moving right along. Or maybe we can hire you like a proxy, somebody that uh, will say what you were thinking, but in a cleaner way. It was okay. You well, know what? That's a good thing. I'm quite sure you could find that in the budget. You know what? If if my thinking is not clean, in your opinion. I'm sorry. Hey, man, I just want you to be true to yourself. That's all. Be a star. Don't be a bully. Never a bully. I mean, it seems like I'm always getting bullied, but, you know. I know, right? It's kind of like the whole debate thing that happened this week. Segway uh, between Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy. With the special guest moderator. For the first time in 20 years, Eric Bischoff was on TNT programming on a wrestling show. And he was the moderator for Chris Jericho v. Orange Cassidy, which was played out exactly how it should. How you would expect on any debate of this level. Jericho did most of the talking, uh, most of the questions 
Orange Cassidy played the Orange Cassidy role. Then an out-of-the-box global warming question. Orange Cassidy had the most scientific answer that surprised everybody. And then towards the end, you got the shoot promo from Orange Cassidy that led to the big beef beat down by Jericho and Hager. You couldn't ask for anything better in that debate at all. It was perfect for the slot that was put in in the show, and it, it didn't disappoint by any means. If anything, I think it could have maybe went a couple minutes longer on some of the questions. I would have asked the orange question, what, like the fruit orange, you know, and see what Jericho's answer would have been to that. And then Orange Cassie would have probably cut a promo about how awesome oranges are or something. That would have been the only thing maybe I would have added. But other than that, it was, quote-unquote, a great debate. And we are in debate season, so. It'll probably be the most entertaining debate that we'll have to deal with versus uh, the presidential ones. Well, actually, no, I stand corrected. That'll probably be more entertaining. Sorry, uh, demo god, but yeah, this uh, you know, presidential thing. Not that we get all political up on our show, but yeah, that's gonna be more entertaining. I plan on having some popcorn, some chips, some beer, some wine, all that stuff. All depends on who's on the debate. Well, obviously, it's gonna be Trump, Biden, and Kanye. <laughs> so right in the middle of it Kanye's probably going to break into Jesus walks uh, Biden's going to be like what the hell is going on uh, um, and then Trump is probably going to say it's just going to be huge and uh, Kanye going to break out to, uh, and, and the Barry Bond oh, I ain't another hit Barry Bond uh 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 we out of here, baby. Yeah, boopity scoop, scoopity boopity boop. That's pretty much what'll happen in that point. Vote now, for Kanye. I'm gonna say this. Now, if we got early Kanye, I'm talking about late registration, college dropout, graduation, Kanye. Oh, yeah, they in for it. But we're not gonna get that Kanye. We're gonna well, get like Pablo Kanye. That's because uh uh Hova is keeping his far distance away from Kanye right now. If we see uh, you know, Jay-Z starting to roll up and scoop him up and just be like, fool, what the hell is wrong with you? Then maybe we would have some clarity. But he, he, he's like uh, an island of one right now. Maybe two and a half, I don't know. That Kanye that, that's needed, that that, 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 that Hurricane Katrina, George Bush doesn't like black people, Kanye. That's the Kanye that's needed and in this climate. And he's not that same Kanye. He's not the same. If you listen to his early stuff, even his speech, he was dropping knowledge. After 808s and Heartbreak, that was it. I mean, after 808s and Heartbreak, he broke up with Amber Rose. That's that's what that was written about. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't, I don't. If he's there, like I said, it's just going to be entertaining. If he's not there, 
it'll still be entertaining. Mm. We could do a whole that. I'm going to Yeah, please, because, you know, we tried to get too political here, but once in a while when we start talking about contracts and the Me Too's, then we start getting all political, but Oh, that's right. We just talking about you at that point. Wait. What? Even if we got Watch the Throne, Kanye. Oh, God. Now, Watch the Throne was a vicious album because it had Ham on it. Uh, I mean, it had a lot of songs, but Ham is one of my favorites. But, ah, man. I'd rather Samuel Jackson run. Because that means there'd be at least maybe 40, 50 mother... And we'd just be on the edge of our seat waiting for him to finish it. That would be worth it. Uh, you know what I would just I, I would hope to hear Sam Jackson say. What's that? Mother is you crazy? That's it. <laughs> like, it would make my life if he said that in a presidential debate when somebody said something stupid. Let you know what? Even if he didn't want to run for president, let him be the moderator. Oh God, yeah. Let oh, him please. Please. I agree with that. That'd be well worth it. You know what? So we need to tweet that out. Let's tweet that out. <laughs> Sam be like, I ain't trying to get all hemmed up with you, me too, and mother. Um, like, yeah, you're right, Sam. You're right. But now, if you want to tweet something, go ahead and tweet about what happened on Friday. So let me break down what the demographic is in reference to what I'm going to talk about or what we're going to talk about. So we had two females, five people in total. One was African-American retribution. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I got. Cause at first I thought maybe because they were so far away from the shot that it would have been an undisputed era. And that's how they would be breaking into the main roster, quote unquote. But then when I saw the female, I was like, well, that's out. When I saw the black guy, I'm like, that's really out. So I have no clue at this moment who in the heck is in retribution. One point in my brain, I was like, well, maybe it's Leo Rush. He's one of them. But no, no, that's a never retribution right there. So. Mm -hmm. He's out there on his world last match tour that's not really a match, but more of a book signing uh, and music selling. Yeah, whatever. So Leo's out. It would make no sense to call it Retribution and maybe NXT developmental talent because the name would make sense. By default, it should be some people pissed off because of how they were treated. But it have to be some established stars. You, otherwise, you're doing a Nexus thing. Been there, done that. Mm-hmm. And work out. And, uh, NWO on to somebody spit on John Cena. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like that guy was gone. So I don't know. I I've been trying to rack my brain around who the heck would be in Retribution. I, I, I'm drawing blanks. Only clue that we had was that one of the girls, her hood came down, and she had, uh, I guess, uh, uh, she could have been Latino, 
because she had curly hair, was reddish, maybe a little sandy brownish, sandy brown reddish, really curly, a lot of it. That's all I could get out of that shot. And then she quickly pulled her hood up. But I was thinking in NXT talent that we've seen on TV, there's nobody, in my opinion, that fits that hairstyle. So even the people that they let go, if they were, that was some of them coming back, that would make sense. But Ruby Riot is already there. We see her. Everybody else has been signed by TNA or or Impact or AEW of note. Uh, no way Jose is too tall because all these guys are short at cruiserweights. So even from the 205 Live thing, it could be a couple people, but where the girls fit in, where are they coming from? And everybody is young. I'd probably put them at 24 to 26, maybe 27. So I don't know. I mean, let me know what your thoughts are because I was trying for the last several hours to figure out at least one person to get a, a clue that would kind of piece everybody together. But ev- the, the internet, the dirt sheets are really quiet right now in reference to who it is or who's a, who's a part of it. The best I could do was just figure out uh, the demographic of the group, which is two females, one African-American male, two Caucasian males. I couldn't tell you who in the hell it is because I don't know. I'm lost because um, um, the way they destroyed the SmackDown set, if you needed a new SmackDown set and stuff just came in because it was on back order, okay, fine. Chainsaw thing, I would have rather him, I guess they didn't want to have a mess with the wood plank, so I guess he could only do the ropes. But that was the only thing that was just so far out the box. It was like, okay, okay. Now, if that was raw underground, then maybe I'd be kind of down with that. Mine's but, a chainsaw, but just, you know, just beating people up and stuff like that. Okay. From from what I saw, somebody actually kind of sort of in one of their spray painting, actually spray, spray painted AEW. You sure it was eight? I saw it was a W. I thought it was no WWE. Or you think it was AEW? I saw the W. From what I, I was told, and from a few pictures, if I could find the picture again, they got it off of you know how you you slow it down. It was mm-hmm. AEW. Yeah, we'll see. But I just wanted to see and really know if you came out of the box with anybody that could have. I don't know. Because I want it to have a purpose. If it's just, oh, it's me, you know, Rico, Rico, like, who? (laughs) What what the hell are you retributing? Unless they they tie it into maybe something political, maybe something right to the censor-esque. Maybe, you know, uh, generation, uh, you know, the, you know, the Generation whatever letter or something like that. I don't know. But but of some cause that's going on. And that's what the focus of the group is. As long as it's not too comical. I can kind of get it. But right now, we started the week with, we don't know what the hell is going on and what Raw Underground is. To, we have Retribution running around and nexusing the ring and 
chainsaws and baseball bats and lead pipes and we don't understand what the purpose of it is so that's going to stretch out to SummerSlam. at first i mean i don't know it'd been easier if it was just the ninjas but i don't know still still dumb indeed if we're gonna do ninjas what the hell is funaki Mm. just saying why can't funaki be a uh and and uh, um, a Taka Michinoku, bring Taka back. Let him be a manager. Why not? No, let him be a fighting manager where he can interfere, and I can see somebody get the Michinoku drive. Good. Mm-hmm. Time love. after time after time. So we're gonna wrap out the show with probably the most understandable and interesting part of SmackDown. I thought we was going to wrap it up with me singing. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, that's where you're just going to shut the shut the uh, show down. Oh, okay. And every time you start singing, they start going off with some go-go mess. Don't understand that. So, uh, we're, we're going to talk about the most interesting part of SmackDown. And that being two things. Braun Strowman and The Fiend, their promo. A. B, Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss. And C, technically, I guess we'll have to wait, but we can do some unofficial picks on the match between Braun Strowman and The Fiend for SummerSlam and who we think will win. So first thing first, tell me your opinion of where you think things are going to go between The Fiend and Alexa Bliss. Mm. Slowly but surely, she's going to turn. She's going to wind up being Sister Abigail. But I like Liv Morgan better in that position. But somehow, some way, he's going to... That's going to be something sinister and dark. And it's going to wind up being Alexa, Alexa Bliss. She's going to disappear for a while. And she's going to come back and black hair and hey, straight kicking ass. That, that's why I see it going. But remember, we talked about this before, and we said this is going to be Liv more because we just knew it was going to be Liv more. But uh, apparently, it's going to be Alexa. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, I think that would also work into what's going on with Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss because now they start to feud, and then Alexa starts to go off into the darkness and she starts being a special guest on the Firefly Funhouse and yeah she gets her own fiend persona maybe face pain or something like that I think it's about time for her to go back to a, a creative heel but I agree that would have been a perfect thing for Liv Morgan but unfortunately it just wasn't in the cards because it's all based off a of superstar uh, the the um the shakedown or showdown, what was it called? The mixed match challenge. Yeah. So uh, it was all based off of that. And we talked about it before, how they had that great chemistry, that being Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss and how sometimes it had you thinking like, Hey, 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 is she uh, trying to slide in and muscle up on a monster amongst men over here? So that would be interesting. I think he's still, 
tied into it. But then we had Braun say that we're about to get the darkest side of Braun Strowman as he openly accepts a challenge for The Fiend. So the promo from Braun, in my opinion, was probably one of the best he's ever done. I'm trying to think if there was ever anyone that was better. But I think that that right there, that shot, the close-up, uh, and he didn't say get these hands. He just said, you're, you're going to get that ass whipped pretty much. <laughs> but with that, A, did you enjoy it? And B, are you going to have The Fiend win the championship at SummerSlam? Early pick is not a lock because things could change since James not here. We're gonna, not going to make the official pick, but if SummerSlam was tomorrow, would you put the belt on The Fiend or would you keep it with Braun Strowman based off what we've seen thus far? Uh, it's not going to be a clean law, but Braun Strowman's going to keep the belt, but it's not going to be clean. It's going to be because what we got another two, two and a half before SummerSlam? Yeah, it's two weeks from this Sunday. Or tomorrow will be SummerSlam. Okay. It's not going to, it wouldn't be a clean, if it was tomorrow, it wouldn't be a clean finish. But you're going to need this two weeks to build this up. Because it's going to be Alexa Bliss is going to be the linchpin that holds it all together. All together, she's going to be trying to get away from the thing mm-hmm. and go back to Braun. But she's going to be that that whole face rub thing. Jeez, I, I'm not even gonna lie. I kind of wish that was my thing. But, <laughs> but it's going to be kind of like a Stockholm thing. Where she's gonna, she's gonna interfere in that match somehow. And I, I mean, I ain't got her picking up Braun Strowman and slamming him. I, I got her interfering just enough that Braun wins, and she's gonna snap out of whatever it is. You think she'll uh, maybe jump on Braun and give him the mandible claw? Not that it'll hurt him in any way, but he'll be shocked enough. And as he's trying to get her off. Then the fiend comes and then just takes him out. Because right now I'm hoping that the fiend wins the championship because Braun's had it for a while, but it's time for him to lose it to win it back again. Maybe in a little bit more better scenario fashion than just getting it like he was giving it, you know? Mm-hmm. So to actually have it in a clean way instead of a well, we're losing Goldberg. I guess you guys to get the strap type of thing. I'm, 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 I'm with it. I just don't. I, I don't see it being uh, clean because you, you still gotta have that that era of fear and dominance of the fiend. So that's when you gotta build that back up, at. and that's why I don't think it's gonna be clean. Well, I think it'll be it'll have to be a cage match or something. It can't be just a, a, a standard match. It'll have to be some type of situation where they're confined that would lead to a different outcome. And that maybe that mandible claw could be when Braun's trying to climb through the door of the cage and out to the floor and that's where Alexa gets him and then the fiend pulls him back in and then finishes it. Because I wouldn't mind seeing 
Alexa, instead of rubbing a face, actually pulling the fingers in to give herself the mandible claw like she's enjoying it. <laughs> but I get me too. <laughs> what are you talking? That's what happened on the show. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that, but just the. <laughs> There is nothing me chewable about what I just said. It was a great idea. Kind of hot, though. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'd fire you, except for the fact that you're probably going to fire yourself very, very, very soon. I had to sit up on that one. That's all the uh, the the booking I'm going to do tonight. Because I don't know where you're going. Your mind's uh, definitely not in the gorilla position. I'll tell you that much. Wait. <laughs> Prime example right here. But I get, now I that I would have been in serious trouble. That was nothing bad. Everybody knows that's a smart mark knows what gorilla is. No, I, no, I'm not even talking about that. I, yeah, we, we all know what gorilla is. We do. He be banging on my chest, bang, bang, gorilla. But we, we, we know what the gorilla. Is. I mean, let, let, let's be honest. But the whole scenario that you of her taking the things and giving herself the mandible claw, kind of like she liked. That's perfectly fine. That's something that would be pitched <laughs> in the daggone uh, writer's room. If that was me, I'd be in trouble right now. You know, I, when, when, soon, soon as we finish, I got to go with the producer upstairs into, into the program director's office because, you know, and then I got to take off. I'm suspended for three shows. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have reported you too. See? see? <laughs> like, yep, I told you that's either one that said it. I got it on tape. I synced it. I synced it. But see now, because it's Saturday night, this is the WrestleManiacs. Yeah, but we're not Saturday night after dark. So once we do the after dark show, then uh, maybe you could go ahead and uh, act a fool. I'll let you know when the after dark show is. The one show I didn't produce. Amen to that. (laughs) I'm quite (laughs) sure you'll produce enough kids. So, uh... It's time to go. It is time to go. That is true, sir. So I guess uh, you can kind of make up some new places that they can actually listen listen to us at. And definitely not Podtail, because A, there's no tail involved. B, um, they still ignored us. Yeah, they did. Uh, Of course, you can listen to us right here. Anchor FM. Uh, all the major streaming platforms, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Podbean, Podchaser, uh, as aforementioned, Podtail. I mean, there's 17 platforms you can listen to. It's on Player FM, uh, CastBlock, Breaker, um, Jesus, so many, Stitcher, Radio Public, all that, all that. So anywhere you can listen to a podcast, you can hit the sideline junkie. And 
always remember, look for the logo. Sideline junk. It's normally in white. It'll it'll be in black sometimes, but it's normally a white background, blue and yellow letters. Mike coming out of the stadium. That's up. Sideline junk. So. <sighs> I appreciate that. And then while you're there, go ahead and uh, give us a, a little preview, if you can, on what, what's coming up this week for uh, the rest of the Junkies episodes. Well, we got to get into the big news that came out of Ashburn last night. Uh, one Darius Geist released due to a uh, domestic violence arrest where he was accused of uh, strangling a female, which is a felony in Virginia, which I learned last night. Um, so he was released. It came down Thursday that they had an arrest warrant for him because it was it happened a couple months ago. Uh, he was released yesterday around about oh, 6, 6.30 or so when it broke. Uh, we, we definitely got to get into that. Uh, Washington football team, 53-man roster. Um, been going back and forth with BJ and one Allen about iconic players for every team. And we were, you know, everybody's in agreement. It's up on the face on the Instagram page and the Facebook page of Sideline Junkie. But everybody's in agreement that Carmelo Anthony shouldn't be the iconic player for the Knicks or the uh the Nuggets. So that's everybody's in agreement. Where we've been arguing back and forth is Steve Nash being the iconic player for the Suns. I say Kevin Johnson. They say Steve Nash. Mm. I don't We'll get into that. Plus, uh, bubble action down in Florida from the NBA bubble action up north because the NHL playoffs are starting up. So we need to get into that. We also need to get into the baseball season and uh, everything's starting to kind of sort of run smooth after the hiccup from last, well, week before last with the uh, the Marlins having 13 players test positive for coronavirus. So we got a lot to get in this week. So we're going to be very, very busy. And yeah, they almost went to go get wings at the same time too. <laughs> I, I, man, what they say is, no, no family is supposed to be on any team chartered plane. They said they had family and friends on the plane. Hmm. So they, they broke all kinds of rules. Uh, week before last, they were stuck in Philadelphia because they tested positive when they ran the test. Now, here's the thing. The NHL has ran 4,400 tests and have zero of them came back positive. So whatever the NHL is doing, uh, everybody needs to take note of that. Uh, mm-hmm. We we talked about Lou Williams last week, or week before last, him leaving the bubble. He's supposed to be attending the funeral, but he had to stop at Magic City to get uh, wings. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, you spent some time in Georgia. Are the Magic City wings that good? Uh how can I put this? I wasn't hungry at the time, so I never, you know, wanted to partake in any food because I'd already had dinner earlier. 
understandable. Understandable. And like I said week before last on, on one of our last shows about uh some of the best food you find is in the most unlikely places. Some of them can be a the greasy spoon on the corner, a hole in the wall in the middle of the block with no sign. Uh, and that's where some of your best breakfast food come from. You get your scrap egg and cheese sandwich, your country bacon egg and cheese, smoked sausage egg and cheese. First thing in the morning on wheat toast, awesome. I found out something from Doc Walker, uh, inspiration for this particular podcast you are listening to. And he said Crystal City Restaurant down in Virginia has very, very good crack lately. And I've ate there before. Um, pretty good state. Uh, the entertainment is very great. It's also a gentleman's club. I've been there for lunch, and uh, I didn't know that they had crab legs, but I'm uh, going to have to go back down there and try that. Mm-hmm. I mean, great food comes from an unlikely place. Let's, let's just put it at that. Yeah, so does great scenery. Well, actually, that was a likely place. But, I mean, you know. <laughs> So, oh yeah. So it sounds like y'all got a jam-packed week. So I appreciate the the preview of what the junkies have to offer for this upcoming week. And then you know, for us here at the WrestleManiacs, we will come back with hopefully a better report about the we don't know what the hell it is Raw Underground. Maybe a little bit more understanding as to if Pat McAfee is going to survive a wrestling match or if it's just going to be uh, uh, no holds barred match so that way it could just be a beat down and aka he's going to get jumped by the Undisputed Era if Sammy Guevara is allowed to touch a chair this week coming up uh, what the purpose of retribution is maybe somebody will speak and tell us what they're butioning and then if uh, Braun Strowman is really over Alexa Bliss or she's going to be like, but Braun, how are you going to let me get beat down and choked out like that? you like, sorry, Alexa. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So, we've got a lot of interesting things to throw out there and talk about. Maybe we may jump into some hair issues with uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, which Mandy pretty much, I think, was just taking the tracks out. So... <laughs> Maybe she just wanted to change her quarantine hair regimen and get a little lighter in the head. So we'll, we'll see where that plays out. Maybe a hair match. Who knows? So we've got some things to keep an eye on this week, sir. Yeah, we do. So Indeed we do. Potentially James could come back. If he does, yeah. If he doesn't, yeah. So... <laughs> That's how we feel about that. But we are leading towards SummerSlam, and hopefully you guys don't cheat and pick the same picks I did so that way we can have a three-way tie again because, you know, everybody knows that y'all are just copying off of what I'm doing if there's a three-way tie. Any any elementary school teacher will be like, how all y'all get the same grade with the same answers? I'm like, yeah, you're right. They were cheating off my paper. I seen them. We studied together. Mm-hmm. Like you know the Me Too one line, like I know it, I know it. That KG looked like a liar. <laughs> mm. Probably Me Too and somebody right now. 
Hey, we, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and leave it alone. <laughs> That's all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us for this power hour and some change. James, if we talk to you next week, that'll be awesome. If not, you could be on six month uh, sabbatical. It's okay. You have our blessing. That's not in the contract. Y'all these contracts, man. If, if he got to take six months, you can't be the champion. How many uh, how many Saturdays you get to miss before uh, we strip you of your contract? You got two, 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 and thirty days. Two. <laughs> he already on fourteen. Oh, 14? Yeah, that's about enough right there. I think we got to let him go. He hasn't been able to defend his contract. In 14 days, yeah, we're going to have to let him go. And just for that, he's going to show up in the middle of the week talking about what you, what you mean. I'm here. Not, you're not live. You got to be here on camera with a background. We're we, we going to wind up having uh, uh, Shawn Michaels, uh, Razor Ramon deal again. Oh, God. Championship. Oh, God. Well, we're going to let these people go because I need to go make my cardboard belt. <laughs> well, I'm getting ready to go get me something to eat. And in the microwave. No, 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 no microwave. I'm in the mood for peanut butter and jelly tonight. Oh, snap. PB and J that you're going to put in the microwave. No. Now, we'd be great on toast, but that's another show for another time. Mm hmm. So you can hook it up. <laughs> so, alrighty, kids, we will talk to y'all next week. Maybe James will be back. And in the words of James, diversify your bonds, bitches. Konnichiwa. <laughs>